Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 327 recorded live on Saturday, September 28th, 2013. And here are your hosts, the man who still can't figure out a computer issue, Dave Pillay. I thought we were done with making fun of me on this one. And the man who's going to remind him every week into the future until he fixes it, Andy Lowe. Hi. Hi. It's not going to go away until it goes away. Eventually, we're just going to be used to recording on Mumble. Okay, and then what happens if we want to get guests back in? We tell them to get on to Mumble. Have them download a Mumble program rather than Half Skype if everybody Skype. uses? No, not everyone uses Skype. We've had guests where I say, oh yeah, we record on Skype. It's like, oh, I'll have to go and download that. Mumble is much smaller impact on your system. I actually feel better asking people to download Mumble than to download Skype. The problem with Mumble is the fact, though, that we're currently not using a server that we own. Well, there is that. Skype doesn't have a central server. Uh, it does. No, it uses users as super hosts. Oh, joy. So I'm ruining someone else's bandwidth. No, most of the time, the connections are directly between your two computers using the super hosts as nodes. Uh-huh. When you start going into audio over IP, you learn how these things work. Okay. Side note, audio over IP is AOIP. They don't call it VoIP or... Just AIP. I can't even see how to pronounce that, because that's three Owip. vowels in a row. AOIP. Yeah, that doesn't sound right. No wonder nobody calls it that. I'd call it AOIP. That's what everybody does in the industry. Okay. So. So, yeah. I I don't know what's wrong with it. It's still trying to make the test call that I initiated 20 minutes ago. Are you having an issue with the ports that Skype's run off of? Nope. It's on your desktop, so it's not Windows 8. Yep. I don't know what it is. I just know that it doesn't work and that I'm probably going to have to terminate the program again because I can't hang up. I click the hang up button and it just says calling. Mm. But that's not what we're here to talk about. No, I just wanted to remind you and then we'll move on to something else. Thanks. You didn't want to talk about the fact that I'm like looking for a house. Oh, I was going to point out that you said that, 10 to 12 and it's, and it's what time? 3.30 for you. 10 to yeah. 12, he said. Well, we didn't finish until, like, 1. And then Laura and I had to get food. Yeah, I came back from working at the junkyard, and I was thinking, oh, crap, it's almost time. So I had some red beans and rice, minus the rice, because I didn't know if I was going to have time to make any. Oh, no. I said that I'd let you know when we were finishing. True. It's actually not that bad. Red beans? Well, I it, kidney beans plus some andouille sausage plus some onions and garlic and... Um, that sounds pretty tasty. Some uh, bell peppers, a little bit of celery. I threw it all in the slow cooker and ran it overnight. See, that's, uh, that's tasty. It's actually just a little bit on the bland side. I had to put some Tabasco in there to give it something. I'm surprised with the amount of onion and garlic and andouille sausage and even like the... Tony's Creole seasoning I put in there. Mm-hmm. It didn't have that much of a kick. I'll take you your word suggest? for it. If you want to add a kick, 
Well, no, I just want to add more flavor to it. All right, say it again. What's in there? We'll do a cooking show. Okay. So I started with the red beans. Kidney beans. Yes. Okay. Soaked them overnight so they, you know, expand. What you're supposed to do, right? Then I added, uh, I think, two Andouille sausages from Hillshire Farm. Okay, and those are kind of medium spice. Yeah. And then I added um, one green bell pepper diced, one medium onion diced. I think I did a sweet onion. And then I did a couple of uh, cloves of garlic minced. And then. then, How uh, about adding uh, a jalapeno or two? I could do that. I'd have to make sure to seed it, though. Yeah. Otherwise, you just hit pockets of, oh my God. Or. Uh, so, so here's what you do is you, you take a jalapeno, a fresh jalapeno, you cut it up, you scoop out the seeds and then you actually grind the seeds, grind the seeds using what a coffee grinder or a mortar and pestle. Wouldn't that just be the similar to adding like the green Tabasco? Yes. Except the green Tabasco is with the jalapeno itself. Uh, this, you'd leave the jalapeno in much larger chunks and just grind up the seeds and then mix the, the grind in. But that would just add heat, not actual any, I don't know. It just feels like it needed to be more flavorful. Hmm. <laughs> on a side note, I do have about a dozen jalapenos on my jalapeno plant at the moment. You have a jalapeno plant? Yeah, I was growing jalapenos That's so cute. this year. That's adorable. It's actually a Texas A&M variant of the jalapeno. So you have a genetically modified no, jalapeno No, 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 no. I had to double check that. It's not genetically modified. They have just spent years grafting jalapenos back together again and crossbreeding jalapenos. So it's genetically modified, just not directly tweaking the DNA. It's still genetically modified. It's still jalapenos and only jalapenos. They just have been playing with jalapenos for a while. I'm just saying my jalapenos don't have fish DNA. But then how do they survive the cold, cold winters? They don't. Oh. They're bred to last longer into the fall, but it's still, you know, getting to the point where they're ripening really quickly because it's so cold out. It is not cold out here. No, it actually wasn't that cold out today when I was walking around the junkyard. It is 80 degrees. At the end of September. I like it. So should we talk about something that's not food or not directly related know, to the food, weather? Food sounds pretty tasty, though. I miss, I want food. We could talk about college football. Except that Eastern Michigan and Michigan and Michigan State are all on a bye week. Yep. And the Ohio State-Wisconsin game isn't until later tonight. Yep. That will be the game to watch, though. Of course, by the time this is out, that game will have been over for two days. Yes. We could talk about NCAA football, the video game, though. We could talk about NCAA football. It would be NCAA football 2015, which EA has already lost the ability to name NCAA football 2015. So what are they going to do? Well, they had talked about doing college football 2015. And then a bunch of college football... uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Conferences decided no... And so now EA is saying, well, crap, I guess we're not going to have the game. So it's the end of an era? 
They haven't said. Uh, I'm assuming that they're just taking a year off and they will renegotiate contracts and find out what's going on, deal with the legal issues that came out of all of this. I don't expect it's actually the end of the era, but um, NCAA 14 is the last one for now. Hmm. That's one uh, way of dealing with not having, you know, the licenses. Ah, we'll just not do it. We're just not going to do it. I mean, they had to have made money off of it. Lots and lots of money. Oof. But it's interesting, and now they can't, and so they won't. I like, though, that EA Sports and the CLC have settled their lawsuits, even though the NCAA lawsuit against the ex-players is still ongoing. Do we have an, uh, a rough estimate of when that's all going to get wrapped up? The NCAA lawsuit with the players is the last one left, and I have no idea what's going on with that. Okay. Should we get the big one out of the way, Andy? You mean Microsoft announcing the Surface 2? Yeah, that's that's exactly the one that I mean. Sure, let's talk about that. There's a new Surface. By that you mean tablet, not table. Yes. Whatever happened to their table thing that was originally called Surface? I don't know. Okay. What's special about the new Surface 2 tablet? It's got better hardware. Okay. Is it running Windows 8? Uh, 8.1, actually. Ooh, the new version. Yes. Okay. It's got a new... It's literally basically just new internals, which makes me wonder um, if anybody's going to buy this one, because nobody bought the last one. Nope. I was actually not talking about Microsoft and the Surface 2, however. I know you weren't. I was just trying to find a topic that wasn't really that exciting. I know. And the the Surface 2 does a good job of not being exciting at all. Uh, you also could have gone with BlackBerry. Oh, yeah. Because BlackBerry could potentially be the big one. I mean, that's a pretty major thing. The fact that a bunch of investors are trying to buy all the shares for BlackBerry for $4.7 billion. So much money. Which makes me wonder, this comes after the company revealed that they lost a billion dollars in the second quarter of this year, and yet people still want to buy them out. I don't understand what they're doing. I think they know what they're doing, or at least they like to pretend that they know what they're doing. I mean, it's the same idea, though, with what Michael Dell is doing with Dell Computers. Is this the the new thing, Andy? Are we going to be seeing more of this? People and companies buying back other companies to take them private again? It seems kind of weird that these this new is coming, you know, there's the, the new tech companies like Facebook and Twitter and oh, the guys that do Candy Crush. What are they called? Evil. They're not called evil. What's the name? Of, isn't King or something? Uh, King.com. So yeah, King Games, I guess. They want to file their IPO and their supposedly valuation is going to be $5 billion for that company that makes, you know, one game. So you have, you know, the, that going on right now. But then you also have like the major big corporations are trying to buy back and become private at the same time. Can you imagine if like Microsoft wanted to go back to being private? There's probably a lot of shares of Microsoft out there, isn't there? There are so many shares. Let's find out if Google knows the answer. There are 8,329,956,402 shares of Microsoft. 
outstanding. And the current prices? Uh it was like thirty bucks last I looked. Thirty three dollars and twenty eight cents. Okay, so let's say they get bought at thirty four dollars a share times eight point three billion. Yep. That's a lot of money. Is two hundred and eighty two billion. So if you have two hundred and eighty two billion, you could conceivably buy every share of Microsoft and own the company. But you'd have to get an agreement from the stockholders, because otherwise as you start buying it, the price will go up. Would you buy Microsoft for $232 billion, Andy? I would buy certain sections of Microsoft for less. What? Well, you can't. Microsoft is a company. I know, but there's parts of Microsoft that you're like, no thank you. And there's other parts you're like, yes, I would. You You mean like their phone division? Or their entertainment division? Or... I mean, there's there's certain things that the company does that it does very, very, very well. Let's there's see. Other parts that aren't. Yeah, no. No, not really at all. Oh, wow. Cool. Microsoft stock went up. I made money. Microsoft also pays a quarterly dividend of... I just saw it, just saw it, just saw it. 28 cents per share. That's not bad. Nope. So, what other big news do you want to talk about? Other big news to talk about. Well, there was a huge one. I mean, like an enormous one, like incredibly long tease out. Uh, It's been rumored and that it was confirmed and denied and confirmed. And I'm looking at Valve. It was a week ago at the Linux conference when Gabe Newell said, oh, yeah, and we have announcements coming next week. Which we talked about on last week's episode. And they didn't say what the announcements were going to be. They just said, here's, you know, we're, we're going to have an announcement. And here's a website that shows you a countdown for what those announcements will be. And it had three symbols. And there was that whole, like, is this an ARG? Is it not? What's going on? The three symbols were actually hints. Just really bad hints. In retrospect, they make sense. Even with hindsight, they were really bad hints. So Monday, Valve announces Steam OS. Their special version of Linux. Which I would like credit. I didn't say that they were going to do their own special version, so I don't get full credit. But I would like credit of, oh, if Steam ever goes down this path, they're going to have to deal with the operating system, and it won't be Microsoft. Mm, Trying to decide if I should give you credit or not. Second announcement, which they did on Wednesday, the 25th, was Steam Machines. Not Steam Boxes, but Steam Machines. And this was the hardware side, so the software side and the hardware side. And on the hardware side, it said these are going to be pre-built, high-end, mid-to-high-end entertainment systems for your living room running Steam OS. There's going to be a large variety, so it's not just going to be that one piston that we saw many moons ago. It's not just the piston, it's a wide range of manufacturers are all going to be able to create and produce and sell Steam machines. So to put it in analogy, it's just like there are multiple levels of Android devices. Yep. 
you have your cheap Android devices, and then you have your things like the Nexus level of stuff. Yep. So that was the second announcement. What was the third announcement? I would like to point out, the third announcement was on September 27th, 2013. Nine is three squared. It's three times three. 27 is three times three times three. And 2013, if you add it together, is two plus zero plus one is three plus three. It was their third announcement. What do you think it would be? I didn't know. Everybody guessed, though, that, hey, they're announcing their own little boxes. Maybe they'll announce some sort of game controller. Actually, they had hinted that it would be a game controller. Yeah, In the think- FAQ on Wednesday about the Steam machines, one of the questions at the very end was, I like to play with a keyboard and mouse. Am I going to be able to do that? And they said, yeah, absolutely. That would be ridiculous if we didn't support it. But stay tuned for an announcement about some sort of input device. Now, I am a little disappointed that Steam didn't take the opportunity to troll everyone and name their gamepad something like Half-Life 3. Or come out with a Half-Life 3 themed gamepad. But they did. Instead, they came out with something that looks like an owl. An owl? Yeah, it looks like it. You know, with the big eye. I guess I can see see it looking like an owl. It works better if you flip it upside down. I don't want to flip it upside down. I can totally see an owl now. Thanks, Andy. No problem. It's a controller. It's roughly the same form factor as the 360. The difference is buttons and analog sticks. This one doesn't really have them in the same places. In fact, it doesn't have analog sticks. The controller is kind of a a new style, if you will. It has dual touchpads. So instead of moving the little thumbstick around, you're actually moving your your thumb around on the pad. Yeah. I feel like this is going to give me a lot of carpal tunnel. I think probably the opposite. Why would this give you carpal tunnel? It's nowhere near the carpal tunnel. I don't know. I feel like I'm going to get some sort of hand issue. What, Nintendo thumb? Yes. Nintenditis, or whatever it was called? I'm going to get something like that, because with the thumbsticks, you don't have to move that far, but looking at the size of those things, it looks like you're going to be moving a lot. So everyone who's used this has reported that it's actually, it takes a little bit to get used to, but it's pretty good. I like the fact it has a screen on the controller. It's hearkening back to the Dreamcast days. Mo still has my Dreamcast. You had a Dreamcast? Yes, I had a Dreamcast. Interesting. I got it when I was working at Best Buy for like 50 bucks. Housefeld LLP announces that video game manufacturer Electronic Arts Inc., EA, has agreed to pay tens of millions of dollars to current and former student-athletes resolving its liability in a lawsuit brought by a former UCLA basketball star, Ed O'Bannon. Thanks for bringing up something like three topics ago. I d- didn't hear you say that they were settling. I just said that they had settled with EA and the CLC, but the NCAA one is still ongoing. Okay, well, CLC doesn't really tell people a lot. No, no, there, there's three lawsuits that were going on. One was against the EA, one was against the CLC, and one was against the NCAA, all brought by former players. Okay. So Two EA's... of them have been settled. Okay. Money well, will be doled out. Okay. A quote-unquote significant amount. Tens of millions from EA. 
Hence a well, significant good. amount, which I'm guessing that's why EA didn't say that. Probably. All right. I'm sorry then. I thought I, w- I had breaking news because this was as of like an hour and a half ago. I guess not. I was wondering where you were coming with that. I thought it was important. Evidently it was, and you had already said it, and I had just missed you saying it. So, okay. it has, Anyways, it has the, the buttons. Buttons! Four buttons. Well, more than four buttons, but four buttons next to the touchscreen. Still your A, B, X, Y. But in the center-ish. Which makes you wonder, how are you going to, with the thumb pads and the, 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 mm. I mean, what do you do now when you have two analog sticks? There's still shoulder buttons. I don't know. I would love to get this in my hands. Well, someday, Andy, we will. It Probably could be sooner, not right though, away. Because they're do having the beta sign up for it. Yep, it's all part of the Steam universe. I'm already in that beta. As am I. Well, I've signed up for that beta, I should clarify. Yes, as have I. It could still work. There are currently 188,999 eligible beta candidates. My guess is they somehow broke the system, because there's no way it stopped at 999. Maybe it was just the first X number to sign up? Could have a 300 in 189,000 chance of getting one early. Yep. Well, actually, uh, 270, because 30 of them are going to specific people who have worked with... uh, Community development. Yes. Wow. So, Steam hardware. Now, they they pointed out the Steam OS does not have to go onto Steam hardware. You are welcome to build your own computer and put Steam OS on it. You could even dual boot Steam OS and Windows. Now, why would you do that? Well, SteamOS is nice in the sense that it gives them operating system level of control, right? That's the advantage to just saying, well, just install Steam on something. Running it at the OS level gives you so much more control. But the downside is not everything will run on SteamOS. But don't you think Steam would make it a requirement to have software run on the SteamOS? No. Why would they? Well, I'm just thinking most of the majority of PC gaming will work on the SteamOS. Why? Because they're done by companies large enough to actually put forth the effort to make sure it works. Of the 3,000 games on Steam, how many of them are indie? Okay, so you have a point there. How many of them were written in 1990 to 1995? True. So yes, you will be able to dual boot your system. Now, the Steam Machines, right? Part two. What do you think? Should Valve be getting into the hardware business like this? They well, are not really making the getting... hardware, but they're, they're kind of licensing. It seems like a logical step. They already have got Steam running. So the next expansion would be make it an OS like Android, and then just work with hardware manufacturers to make sure the Steam OS works on whatever system they've got going. It doesn't seem like that much of a stretch. I think we might have been tainted from Android phones, but... Tainted? What do you mean, tainted? Well, just that the fact that it's easy for a software company to work with hardware companies. I still don't see where tainted comes in from Android phones. I think you have the wrong word, and I'm not sure what word you're really trying to go for. A preconceived notion of ease of use. Okay. It made it sense in my head, just move on. 
We'll move on. Because I don't, I don't even know what you're saying on that one. How's your Skype going, Dave? I don't know what's going on with that one either. What does wait? What does one have to do with the other? Are you I don't pointing know. I just out that I'd bring Skype up the isn't fa- working, and I can't get it to to run? Do you think I'd have any more luck if I were trying to run Skype on a Linux machine? No, I was just pointing out the fact that your Skype still isn't working. Yes, you pointed that out at the beginning of the show. I know, and I thought I'd bring it up again. Uh huh. What are you gonna do when I get it to run again? Stop bringing it up. Okay. I could just say I'm uninstalling Skype and I'm done with it. I'm squinting at you from across the internet, but you can't see it. I can't see it, so I really don't care. Okay. So that's, I mean, Valve is is moving to the living room is the idea, right? They've put, they came out with this three-prong attack of here's a new OS, here's new hardware, and here's a new interface. Which of these is the most unexpected to you? The controller is the one that's most unexpected for me. And do you have a problem with them besides that you're you're not going to be familiar with the controller? No, that's the only thing that I, like I said, I have to get it into my hands before I really want to pass judgment on it. Because it looks ridiculous, but the fact is that it might actually work. It might work very well, in fact. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see what this haptic feedback is. I mean, vibration control? But it's like super sensitive vibration control because normally the rumble is just a motor with a offset weight that spins around and just shakes the thing. Right. It's really easy to do that. But this thing has supposedly got like super sensitive magnets that can do everything very precisely. Oh, well, we'll find out. Yeah, I'm very curious what that means. And the only way to, you know, judge haptic feedback is to actually have is to feel the feedback. Yeah. Okay. Any other comments about Steam? Not that I can think of. Do you have any? I want in on that beta. Yeah, I'm just kind of annoyed that I am supposedly in, but not in the family sharing beta. Ooh. You'll have to tell me how that goes. Well, I don't know, because I'm not actually in it. It's very confusing, and I don't know who to contact about that. Do, Do you have an email from Valve? Yes. Can you reply to it? I haven't thought of that. I'll try that out. How's that Skype going, Dave? Oh, yeah, it's working on it. How do you contact someone who emailed you, Andy? Okay, so the secondary part of the thing is, though, that I got it through the Valve press office, quote-unquote. Okay. So I'm not sure if I email them, they'll be like, wait a second, why do you have press access? Because you're on their press list from PAX. The real question is, why am I not on their press list? Oh, that makes me smile every time. I'm going to hurt you one of these days. I really am, I swear. Oh, bring it on, white boy. You're whiter than I am. Like, did you really just say that, Andy? Yes, yes, I did. Do you want to take it back? No. Okay. Well, I'm, I don't know where to go from here. We are so far true. down I that rabbit hole. I am whiter because you're Yeah, more you're of a... way paler than I am, and we are so far down the wrong rabbit hole. <laughs> so, Amazon sells things, right? Yes, Amazon sells many things. How about a brand new car? I wasn't aware that Amazon sold new cars. They sell one. You can... The Tesla? No. Oh. The... the 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 T 
teeny tiny smart car thing from India? No, that's the Tata Nano, and no. Oh, well, what do they sell? You can buy a 2014 Nissan Versa Nissan Versa Note for thirteen thousand nine hundred and ninety dollars. Available now. But why? I don't know. Why is that on Amazon? I don't know. But it is. But it is. It's on Amazon. A 2014 Nissan Versa. Is this like the start of something? Is this a new test? I don't know. This. I, hmm. And it's only in one color? Do you know anything about this besides the fact that it's there? Um that you actually cannot buy it directly from Amazon. If you try and buy it, it will just give you, uh, ask you to input your information and then put you in contact with the nearest Nissan uh, dealer, I do believe. Huh. The first, uh, I think it was like 1,000 people who uh, bought the car got like a $1,000 Amazon gift card. I don't even see a buy it button on here. Yeah, that's why I'm, I'm curious. Maybe if I put the wrong link to it or something. Trying to see if I can find a better link that might actually work better. Like, I can't find it when I search for 2014 Nissan. Andy, are you sure this still exists? I, I'm sure. It's, uh, just Google Amazon Nisa, Ver, Nisa, Nisa Versa. Yeah, Nissan Versa. Blah. I think this was a limited time thing, Andy, and I think it's done. Well, it happened. It does exist. Yes. Yes, it did exist. The website is still there, but the pictures are gone, and the buy it now button is gone. But it, I'm not going crazy. It was there. I, I can't prove to you that it was there. There is a website for it, though. It is the link that you posted. And it is an official Amazon link. Yeah. It's not like okay. a fake Amazon thing. Unless Amazon's doing stuff that uh, ThinkGeek. But it's not April Fool's Day, so I don't know what they're doing. I, why would... No. No, 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 no. Okay. It I honestly feel like this would be a wonderful that Amazon experiment that I always talk about or how you could actually build yourself a home just using Amazon. Can you buy the wood at Amazon? I think you can buy lumber on Amazon. Go check if you can buy lumber and roofing. American wood molding, two by four by six wood studs. Heck, you could just buy a two foot by four foot shed for sixty bucks. One and live fours. in that shed? There's lots of molding here and lots of wood. Two by four by eight studs. Yeah, we got a lot of raw lumber here, Dave. What would you want? I don't know. I'm not looking to build a house. I'm looking to buy a house. I'm planning on purchasing a house. One that's already built. Although I may... Andy! Oh, God. So I'm thinking about... Do not start this sentence with would you kindly. What happens if I do? We've both played Bioshock. Can can I finish the sentence with would you kindly? I don't know. Does it work that way? Yes. Damn it. Then no. Damn it. Would you kindly like to... No, that doesn't work. Uh, would you like to kind... No. Anyway, we're, we're looking at a house that has an unfinished basement. What, you want me to lay sheetrock for you? No, it, it, it has a basement, Andy. Do you know what sheetrock is? No. Have you Googled it yet? No, I'm waiting for you to tell me. Sheetrock is another name. Well, it's another type of drywall. Well, then why is it called sheetrock? Sheetrock is a trademark name of it. Oh, it's the brand. Okay. For drywall. Yes. 
Um, actually, probably don't even need the drywall. It's it's got. You know, well, no, would need it because we were planning on splitting it up into smaller rooms. It's like a two thousand four hundred square foot house, and the entire basement is unfinished. So that's another like six hundred square feet, easily. You'll have to be careful though, because you'll still have to have access to all your electrical stuff in the basement. Yes. Not to mention the furnace and the water heater and the water softener and all the fun stuff back there. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that you can't cover up in a basement. Yep. Thought about it. Anyway, what else so do we China's have? So China has a ban on uh, video game consoles. Yes, they do. They're planning on lifting it. Yay! What's the catch? Um, foreign game companies operating manufacturing within the Shanghai trade zone will be able to sell their products across the country. What's although the catch? each device will need to be approved by the Ministry of Culture. Aha! And there's no official timeline set for the lifting of the band. Just we're going ban. to we're going to lift this ban at some point, but you do have to go through the government to get approval. And how how likely do you think it is that that approval will not have uh, some background stuff required, which is to say that like they could put back doors in the consoles. That and it also has to be manufactured in the Shanghai trade. Well, zone. that's not a hard problem. No, that's not a hard problem at all. You have to manufacture this in the place where it is some of the cheapest manufacturing in the entire world. Yeah, where's Foxcom located? Chinsao? No, that's a rocket. Crap, I don't remember the name of that region. Oh, it's uh, Taiwan. Well, the company is Taiwanese. True. Let's see, operations in China. Shenzhen. There you go. So they could easily just, you know, build one in Shanghai. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're lifting the official ban, but you can buy these consoles in China. Yeah, they're Don't already in a black market for right. them. So. so what are they really trying to do? Get control over the market? Probably. Will it work? Mm, it would be a huge untapped resource. Well, besides the black market, I wouldn't call it untapped. It'd be a lot more of an open, well, it would definitely be an open, quote-unquote, open market. Mm-hmm. So there could be greater sales made. Heck, that's where most of the money is getting made for uh, movies now. China? Yeah. Hmm. That's why China's willing to spend so much to make movies. Hollywood's finally realizing that a movie does not have to be successful in the U.S. for it to be successful. Took them long enough. Granted, I kind of prefer when it's successful in the U.S. All right, here we go. I'm looking up the gross for After Earth. Remember that horrible movie? Yes. I mean, no, because I never saw it, but yes. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. But domestic total gross, $60 million. Well, Mm -hmm. $60.5. The foreign box office, $183 million. That's a lot of money. That's three quarters of its total gross lifetime was in foreign markets. That's a lot of money. China, of that 183 million, was 34.4 million. Mm-hmm. So most of it. 40% of the foreign total was... No, that's not 40%. Hold on, I'm doing wrong math. 18.7%. Okay. All from so China. All, yeah, all, just from China. 
Were they the largest share? I'm trying to see if anything's more than that. Nope, they were the largest. Okay. Next largest looks like is Mexico at 13.7 million. Oh, that's interesting. Then France followed by what looks like the United Kingdom. So maybe if you take the European market and combine it together, it might be able to rival, you know, China. Do you really think so? I don't know. So speaking of expansion. Yes. Remember we interviewed the guy creating Indie Game Stand? Yes. It was a good interview. It was a good episode. And I've been using Indie Game Stand. Have you? Every once in a while. I, I get the report whenever I get the new one. Did whenever, you hear about the expansion, do... though? I have heard about their expansion. Originally, for those who have not listened to the episode, feel free to go back and listen to it. But if you haven't, Indie Game Stand's kind of like Woot beats the Humble Bundle. Yep. Every four days is a new game posted from an indie developer. And now, just like Woot, there's more than one a day. Well, there's still one every four days. Okay, so yes, there's still the one every four days, but now they have the Indie Game Stand store, which has 94 games up all the time. Yeah, so it turns out that developers really liked how they had this set up as a store and asked them to allow them to just continue to sell them. Basically, it's turning into the Steam store without the Steam framework. Because everybody likes Steam keys, don't they? Everyone likes using Steam keys. I don't remember exactly who I got it from, but somehow I got the new expansion from for Civ Five for, what, 10 bucks? Really? Yeah, I told you that. And then I also got Mafia 2 for free. Nice. At the same time. Very nice. So yeah, Indie Game Stand. Go them. Has a store. You can go and look. It's up right now. You can actually purchase from it. Ooh, Escape Boat is 20% off. Did you ever watch Escape Goat, Andy? No. Okay. Space Chem's only 8 Space Chem is $8. That's a good game. How's Space oh. Chem going for you, Andy? Hold on, let it's me find such a, a hard quote game, isn't from it? Tycho. Tycho actually recently talked about uh, Space Chem in actually a recent post. It's such, it, it's such a good game. Like, it really is such a good game. Okay. Tycho describes Space Chem as harrowing embolism manifold because of the way it makes your blood pool dangerously in the vein. I could figure it out, but it was way smarter than I was. It made me feel like a chimp striking the keyboard with one of my foot hands. Yep. That sounds about right for Space Chem. Yeah, that sounds about right for Space Chem. It makes you feel like an idiot the entire time. Like, there's got to be a way to do this. And then I'm just, like, looping things around each other and, oh. It, it's a rough game. It's a fantastic puzzle system. It's a rough game. I'm at one level. I think I'm on, like, the second world past the tutorial world. Right. Where I'm only allowed to add in one machine and subtract in another machine. Huh. Yeah, it's teaching you how to program, right? Yes, in a very convoluted sort of way. Okay, just making sure. Now I know how to program. I've written programs for myself. You have? Try and say I got to fix it because I think I have a uh, number error in the program at the moment before Oops. I. Yeah. Comments. I... Comments, comments, comments. Andy, you've been after me for years to add comments to our website. Yes. And now I finally get to point at another large website that is, in fact, removing comments. Yes. Popular Science. 
is eliminating their comment section. No comment, Andy? Well, I just like how they're actually pointing to a study done about comments, saying this is why we're taking it out. Yep. So now if you want to comment on scientific issues, PopSci is not the place to go. You can still check out Reddit, though. Reddit probably has a good comment place for that. I'm sure there are subreddits for all the different sciences. Probably. I just found out the college radio station I volunteer at has its own subreddit that I don't think anybody knows who exactly is the mod for. It's a lot of things with the radio station that nobody knows what happens because it's a bunch of college kids and the turnover rate is quite high. So there's a subreddit and no one knows who the admin is? Yes. Oops. Let me see when the last post was. Six months ago. Yeah, how do you find out who the... uh... Oh, there it is. Now I see who it is. Let's see if they've posted anything recently. Nope, last post is two months ago. So, you know, what's funny is the fact that this is actually not the only uh, news story about comments this week. Okay. Because YouTube. Oh, those comments are great. YouTube comments are some of the uh, dirtiest on the internet. So what are they doing? Tell me about censorship, Andy. The new commenting system is powered by Google+. It will default to showing YouTube viewers the most relevant comments first, such as those by the video uploader or channel owner, or followed by, I do believe, the people in your circles. Okay. So they're trying to do what Reddit does, except for YouTube. Yes. There's also moderation tools for the channel owners and uploaders, including the ability to review comments before they're posted, blacklisting certain words, and whitelisting specific commenters so their posts will always be approved. Whoa. Um, Is this just censorship, Andy, or is this something that's actually going to help? I'm not actually sure the last time I actually looked at the comments on YouTube. I think I'm currently actually running a Grease Monkey script that... uh, removes the comments from YouTube videos. Let me double check that. Yeah, no comments. Okay. So for me, it doesn't matter because I literally have taken a proactive stance of just removing all comments from videos. So you really don't care? No, no, I don't. Do you think that the comments could ever be useful on YouTube? Like, is there a reason why you'd want comments on the videos? Or should the video just get posted to Reddit and then handle the comments there? I think there should be a way that just you would automatically keep the comments hidden unless you specifically click on them. Then it should show the comments. That's what my thought is. Okay. So if you're just going to YouTube, you know, just to watch something and you don't care what other people have said, then you it doesn't matter. But then if you're actually curious about something, then you can actually like click in below the video and then have the there's gotta be something in HTML five that will do this. I'm sure. Have you seen some of the shit that they get to do with HTML5? Hence why I said there's got to be something in there to do it. Yeah. So, yeah. Also, speaking of comments. Mm-hmm. When rulings are made by the uh, Supreme Court of the United States, most of the time the judges will write their own comments on the ruling, right? Right. The opinions. Yes. Like dissenting opinions and things like that. Yes. Harvard Law did a study of the... Um, Supreme Court decisions that have been written out there, and a lot of them contain hyperlinks. 49% of the hyperlinks in the decisions no longer work. They were removed? Well, they just 
it's just like that. You know how we always had those end of the year things where we'd take all the comments and just put or all our links yeah, and post them at once. In. And you know how you start going down the list and you hit 404 errors or file not found error, or just a bunch of different errors just randomly? Mm-hmm. That's what's happening to the Supreme Court is the fact that their footnotes and citations, so they link to things saying, hey, this is part of the reason why I decided this. It will come back as a 404. It's kind of annoying. So, yes, when you post something on the Internet, it's there forever. But not really. Not. But yes, really, because, I mean, you could go to the, the Wayback Machine, the Internet Archive might be able to do that, you know, when it randomly just picks snapshots. Well, that's the the point of it. But there are things like I, when, I, uh, when I lost the random topic list, I tried using the Wayback Machine to, you know, well, no. go and find no, them. No, because you, you stored that as a Google document. I store it as a Google document now. Oh, what was it before? A text file? I think it was on, I think it was in the forums. Oh, no, it it won't pick up forums. Well, it picked up part of the forums. Right, but forums are database-driven. So if the database isn't there, it's not gonna, it'll pick up like the structure of the forum, but it won't pick up any of the posts. There was some data recoverable, but the snapshots were too far apart. So okay. I got an incomplete list of the random topics at the time. So you had to go through and listen to every one of them. Well, no, because this was a list of potential random topics. Oh, so we just regenerated a list. Yeah, we just started a new list. That's okay. basically what happened. And now I'm keeping track of names submitted to them if there are names attached to the random topic. So we know who to blame for each one of them. Uh, I think we got half of them right now. Because okay. half of them are uh, people I don't know. Where? Wait, where are you getting these random topics from people you don't know? Well, just they're just random emails and such. Okay. But, you know, if Hans sends us a list of random topics... I've now attached every Hans random topic to his name, and I've attached the ones from Kate to her name. So in the future, we should, you know, have names attached to these. Or it could just be like a one-timer. So the uh, Supreme Court is kind of fighting back with this fact that their links are disappearing. Okay. Is they're making their clerks keep a hard copy of the materials uh, linked to on file. Say that again. In the opinions... Uh, note the date each site was last visited, and its clerk keeps a hard copy of the websites on file, it seems. Okay, so they basically print out the websites now. I do believe so. Okay. What they're trying to do is, most people are saying, hey, you should follow the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals in San Francisco, mm-hmm. because they're st- storing uh, PDF uh, electronic archives of all the websites at the time that they are originally um accessed by the judges but still yeah the internet it's permanent yet it's not permanent nope and yet it's all the stuff that you want to disappear that never ever ever disappears very true anything else uh, Ford's ceo yeah supposedly ford's ceo is the next one in line to head microsoft oh so they're hiring from outside the company that's what it seems it's it's all completely, you know, speculation right now because nobody wants to talk about it. Right. But unofficial s- sources are saying that the CEO of Ford, who actually used to be the CEO of Boeing, might, might be right. the next CEO of Microsoft. Microsoft. This is the guy who saved Ford from the the recent crisis in 2008 or the one who was responsible for it. 
I think he was the one who saved it, because I'm not sure if it was one of the Fords who was actually in trouble with it. What's this, Alan Maloli? Yes. Maloli, okay. So stay tuned, we will have more information as that shows up. I believe... Oh, uh, Star... What's Stardock doing? Um, Stardock, the Michigan game company. Yeah, well, a Michigan game company out of yes, Plymouth. Yes, there is true. Uh, oh, I did see know, something S2 about... Games is literally down the street Yeah, I, I did see something about Stardock, by the way. Remember there was that lawsuit from uh, the, the ex-employee? Yes. She dropped the lawsuits. Oh, well, that's good. Recently, like last week. Well, now they're going mobile. Okay. The real money in gaming microtransaction. Well, we say that, of course, and then you look at how much money Grand Theft Auto V made. Grand Theft Auto V, their multiplayer online world, which Rockstar has said is going to have a shaky start, looks like it's going to have microtransactions in it. Of course it will. But look at how much money they've already made. I know. I really should but go and it's play that Grand game. Theft Auto. I, like, I, I've played 20 minutes of that game. I really should probably play more. Probably. I beat a game on the PlayStation 3. Was it calling all cars? It was not, but that was the first game I installed. I beat Prototype 2. I see. I'm playing Assassin's Creed 3 again. Cool. For reasons I cannot say. What? Like, literally cannot say, or just you don't know? Literally cannot say. Okay. And he's in another beta. Or not, I'm not allowed to say. Right. So you're playing Assassin's Creed 3. Uh, Stardock is going mobile. Yes. With Stardock Mobile. I'm excited. That could potentially be really cool. It could also potentially suck. And it looks like they're doing primarily iOS, so it sucks. Yes. I want my Plants vs. Zombies too, damn it. God damn it, EA. Popcat is quoted as saying they want to start with one platform and get it right. Well, why did you pick frickin' iOS? Because it's easier. I don't know if it actually is, but they, they can claim it. My guess is Apple probably paid money to make or it. Or Apple paid title. them so much money. Crap, we're losing gamers left and right. Random review. Your turn. My turn. Yay. I would like to review the game Rogue Legacy. Okay, what's Rogue Legacy? Rogue Legacy is a roguelite-like game. A roguelike game? A roguelite game. So you, you know roguelike games. FTL is a roguelike game, right? Death is permanent. It's hard. It is not forgiving. Okay. Rogue Legacy is that, but it's a little softer. So non-permanent death? Death, death is permanent to the character. But your character has a fairly extensive family. And so your heir inherits all of your stuff. So the idea is there's this castle, and you go into this castle, and the castle randomizes every time you go into it. And you start fighting things, and you eventually die. When you die, all the money you have collected goes to your heir. Your heir then gets to purchase upgrades, purchase new equipment, buy better stuff, and then has to pay the rest of the money to go back into the castle. So every time you enter the castle, you you have no money. And then whatever you, you earn goes to the next person. Okay. To add on to that, 
each person is uh, there. There are different classes that they can be. So you can be fighters, paladins, um, ninjas, assassins, things like that. Miners is another profession. Barbarian was a profession, and so each each heir has one of these professions. And every time you die, you get to pick one of three people to be your heir. And not only do you get that profession, but they all have different kind of traits, like color blindness or tunnel vision or stereoscopic blindness, so you can't see 3D. And then these affect the gameplay. If you are colorblind, the game goes into black and white. Oh. Uh, There's the CIP, I think is what it's called. Congenital insensitivity to pain. And if you suffer that, your life bar is empty when you start. You don't know how much life you have at any given time. Well, that adds to the confusion. Uh, There's a trait for being a hypochondriac. And so anytime you take damage, you know, you take damage, it's like 10 damage, 15 damage. If you're a hypochondriac, it produces like 3,872 damage. It doesn't actually do that damage. That's just the amount that they claim you take. Well, this seems very interesting. It's a lot of fun. Uh, you can suffer from gigantism, and you will be very large. You can be, uh, you can suffer from dwarfism and be very small. Hypergonadism. You are, to quote the game, you are permanently roided, and your attacks knock the opponents back further. It's a really fun game. It is also somewhat pricey. Yeah, fifteen dollars. Fifteen bucks. It's a little bit on the high end. It might actually be worth it. Uh, it, it has a fairly high replayability because you just start over and it's a random dungeon every time. The music is also fantastic. You can actually find the music on Bandcamp. You can just search the soundtrack and listen. It's really well done. It's two different artists that work together on it. And it works very well in big picture mode with a controller. I tried running big picture mode on my laptop. It actually slowed down. Well, Yeah. Are you surprised? No, I, have my, I have my laptop plugged into an external monitor, so it didn't really go or, or, no, all that well. No. But that's Rogue Legacy. Each so person's like different. It, but you're still wavering on the 15 15 bucks is a little steep. 10 is is easy. 10 is not a question. Oh, yeah, there's also nearsighted and farsighted. It actually makes the screen blind, uh, not blind, blurry. Hmm. I can't think of anything else to ask about it. Okay. Random topic? Random topic. I rolled ahead of time. Kermit the Frog famously lamented, it's not easy being green. Do you agree? I mean, if you were... So there's a couple ways to look at this, right? Are we talking about green skin or green with envy or whatever? Green skin would be pretty difficult to go through life. Or you could think about... um being green, like environmentally friendly. Oh, also somewhat difficult to actually do that properly. Oh, yeah. I like that one, though. That's probably the easiest of them all, to be green, to go through your life being you know, green with uh, actually being green, of, of being eco-friendly. Being green physically would just be kind of bad. 
when I was uh, always played Clue with our family. You were Miss Green, Mister Mrs. Green. There was no Mrs. Mr. Green. There was Green, a Mister Green. Thank you very much. Right, the plant. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that from the movie. I thought guys like you were known as a fruit. Ha ha! Sexism. But it is hard being green sometimes. Green as in environmentally friendly. Yes. Well, because sometimes when you when you try to do something to be green, in order to do it, you are actually spending more energy. Yeah, like the um, E85 gasoline. Yes, it's not fossil fuel, but you're not really, you know... I think it's like a negative energy process, like the fact that we have to put more energy into it to convert it than we would actually get out of it. Yep. It's problematic. I mean, hell, even... uh, So, like, most Priuses, more fuel was spent to move the Prius from the plant to where it's being sold then the Prius will save in its lifetime. Yeah, it's those um, shopping bags that you, you know, like the Meyer Target shopping bags, the multiple use mm-hmm. ones. I think somebody did a study that uh, in order for it to be environmentally friendly, you have to use them, I think, at least 50 times to save. I mean, I could, I could see using one 50 times, though. That's not bad. The average American only uses one, I think, in their study, like 22 or 23 times. Oops. And then they get bored of them? Well, they start to break down, and so people will throw them out. Oh, no, no, that's bad. Yeah. Being green is difficult. Being green with envy, that's also, you know... I couldn't imagine going through my whole life being green with envy. I mean, at some point you get over it. Of other people. At some point you get over it. And if you don't, then you need to change something. Or am I wrong? No. Makes sense. Okay. Being green skin it, it worked for the Orions. The what? No, original Star Trek. I haven't gotten that far in the original Star Trek series. In the 2010 reboot movie? I have no idea what you're talking Uhura's about. Uhura's roommate, the green-skinned alien. The stereotype about Kirk always making out with a green-skinned alien girl. Okay, yes, that one. There you go. Yes, those are the... Sorry, there's just a lot of that movie that I just don't want to remember. Those are the Orion aliens. So, works for them. I think you just put us down a rat hole. Another rabbit hole? Yeah. Okay. Are we... I think we're probably done then. Yeah, I could say so. Okay. So is it... It's not easy being green? It isn't. No, it, it really just isn't easy being green. Nope. There is in no way that it would be easy to be green. Nope. Okay, then that's it. Alright, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.